0: A New York grand jury votes to indict Donald Trump. Leftists storm the Tennessee state capitol to encourage gun control, and the media are curiously silent. Plus, the media continue to blame conservatives for a trans man shooting Christian school children. I'm Ben Shapiro. This is The Ben Shapiro Show. Today's show is sponsored by ExpressVPN. Do you like your web history being seen and sold to advertisers? No? Me neither. Get ExpressVPN right now at expressvpn.com slash Ben. Well, they finally did it. He did it. They finally indicted Donald Trump. It's the thing that they have been seeking for years on end, basically since 2015, when Donald Trump decided that he was going to run for the presidency, certainly since he actually won the presidency in 2016, the left has been foaming at the mouth, seeking the day when Donald Trump would be frog-marched into a police precinct somewhere and then thrown in jail. And many prosecutors all over the nation have been aiming at this for a long time, but it was only Alvin Bragg, the brave and true, you know, the guy who won't prosecute like any crime in New York, but he definitely will prosecute a supposed misdemeanor that happened back in 2015. That guy, well, he is going for it. The grand jury yesterday finally decided they would go forward with the indictment of Donald Trump. Alvin Bragg tweeted out, quote, this evening we contacted Mr. Trump's attorney to coordinate his surrender to the Manhattan DA's office for arraignment on a Supreme Court indictment which remains under seal. Guidance will be provided when the arraignment date is selected. According to the New York Times, Trump's indictment comes on as many as 34 charges of falsifications of business record. Now, here's the thing. These charges, the falsification of business record charge, that's a misdemeanor. In order to elevate that to a felony, so as to escape the statute of limitations, and so as to effectuate probably an arrest, in order for any of that to happen, they have to tie that to a campaign finance violation. The campaign finance violation, as we've talked about before, is specifically the question as to whether Stormy Daniels was paid off by Donald Trump using his own personal funds rather than using campaign funds when it actually was a quote-unquote campaign expenditure. So the question is going to come down to whether Trump paid off Stormy Daniels because he would have paid her off at any time because he's for sure signed hush money payments before, or whether he was doing it as an election expense and then failing to properly bill that to his campaign, instead paying it via Michael Cohen. Now, Michael Cohen did go to jail on the basis of pleading guilty to something like that. But then Cyrus Vance, who was the DA in New York at the time, refused to elevate those charges against Trump. The feds refused to elevate campaign finance charges against Trump. Only Alvin Bragg, seven years later, is now doing this, which is kind of absurd. The New York Times says Donald Trump was indicted in Manhattan on Thursday for his role in paying hush money to a porn star, according to five people with knowledge of the matter, a historic development that will shake up the 2024 presidential race and forever mark him as the nation's first former president to face criminal charges. Listen. The Democrats have now broken the glass and they broke glass in case of emergency. And now that glass is broken, it's going to be very hard to put it back together because here's the deal. Democrats do this all the time. They take a step that is absolutely unprecedented in American history, say kill the filibuster for judicial nominees. And not very long afterward, that entire process boomerangs around on them and Republicans are ramming through Supreme Court nominees with 51 votes. Well, if you think this is the last time you're going to see a former president indicted, got another thing coming. Now that Democrats have made clear that they are willing to go after a former president on the flimsiest of charges. And again, we'll get to how flimsy these charges are in just one second. You can just expect there will be politically motivated prosecutors on every side of the aisle going after everybody's favorite politicians. So we have now entered an era in which the opposition is basically under threat of legal indictment at all times. According to the New York Times, on Thursday evening after news of the charges had been widely reported, the DA's office confirmed that Trump had been indicted and that prosecutors had contacted Trump's attorney to coordinate his surrender. Three people with knowledge of the matter said Trump was expected to turn himself in and face arraignment early next week, at which point the specific charges would be unsealed. Trump had for decades avoided criminal charges despite persistent scrutiny and repeated investigation, creating an aura of legal invincibility. The indictment threatens to puncture. That's one way to put it New York Times. The other way to put this is that this is a trumped up charge and that they are going after Trump mainly because Alvin Bragg wanted to make a headline and because Democrats had to have their day. This whole situation just smacks of the Chekhov's gun idea. There's this idea in theater, the the playwright, Antonin Chekhov, that if if you put a gun above the mantle in the first act, it must be used by the end of the second act. The, The looming threat of an indictment on Trump, that's been the gun above the mantle since 2015. It was going to be used somewhere in here. Trump himself put out a statement in response in which he called Bragg a disgrace, Trump's actual statement reads, This is political persecution and election interference at the highest level in history. From the time I came down the golden escalator at Trump Tower, even before I was sworn in as your president of the United States, the radical left Democrats, the enemy of the hardworking men and women of this country, have been engaged in a witch hunt to destroy the Make America Great Again movement. You remember it just like I do. Russia, 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 the Mueller hoax, Ukraine, 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 impeachment hoax one, impeachment hoax two, the illegal and unconstitutional Mar-a-Lago raid, and now this. The Democrats have lied, cheated, and stolen in their obsession with trying to get Trump. But now they've done the unthinkable, indicting a completely innocent person in an act of blatant election interference. Never before in our nation's history has this been done. The Democrats have cheated countless times over the decades, including spying on my campaign, but weaponizing our justice system to punish a political opponent who just so happens to be a president of the United States and by far the leading Republican candidate for president has never happened before, ever, says Donald Trump in his statement. Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg, who was handpicked and funded by George Soros, is a disgrace. Rather than stop the unprecedented crime wave at taking over New York City, he's doing Joe Biden's dirty work, ignoring the murders and burglaries and assaults he should be focused on. This is how Bragg spends his time. Again, this is all Donald Trump's statement. I believe this witch hunt will backfire massively on Joe Biden. The American people realize exactly what the radical left Democrats are doing here. Everyone can see it. So our movement and our party united and strong will first defeat Alvin Bragg, then we'll defeat Joe Biden. We're going to throw every last one of these crooked Democrats out of office so we can make America great again. So listen, it's a shot in the arm to Trump's campaign, just on a political level. We'll get to the politics of this after we get to the legality of all of this and what comes next in terms of procedure, because things are going to get very spicy very quickly now. First, we have to talk about Daily Wire's most trusted privacy partner and a premier sponsor of this show, ExpressVPN. Going online without ExpressVPN, it's a dumb idea. It's like using your smartphone without a protective case. Most of the time, totally fine. Then one time it drops out of your pocket and boom, you broke the screen. Don't do that sort of stuff when it comes to your internet data. That data belongs to you. The best way to protect all of that is by using ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN protects you from hackers, from big tech, from big government, they create a secure encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet, so hackers can't steal your sensitive data. it would take a hacker with a supercomputer over a billion years to get past ExpressVPN's encryption. I use ExpressVPN on all my devices myself. Phones, laptops, even Wi-Fi routers. It's really easy to use. Just fire up that app, you click one button. If you, like me, believe that your online activity is no one's business but your own, get the VPN I trust at expressvpn.com slash ben. Use my exclusive link, expressvpncom vpncom ben. Get an extra three months for free. That's ExpressVPN. Dot com slash Ben, again, expressvpn.com, slash Ben, get an extra three months for free. We'll get to more on this in just one moment. First, let's say you were a duke of an intergalactic house, and one day your emperor decided to give you an additional desert planet to rule. Well, you would probably think, that sounds like an amazing gift. Wrong you are, because that same emperor decided to blindside you and murder you in your sleep. Pretty sure Duke Leto really wished he had some life insurance the moment that hunter-seeker pierced his body. No one likes to talk about life insurance, but it's incredibly important, and you need to include it in your financial planning this year. Start shopping now Policy PolicyGenius. Find the right policy to protect your family today. Give yourself the peace of mind that comes with knowing that if something were to happen to you, your family can cover all their expenses while getting back on their feet. PolicyGenius's technology makes comparing life insurance quotes from America's top insurers easy. Just a few clicks. You already have a life insurance policy through work, but that might not be enough. And if you move jobs, then it doesn't follow you. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies starting at just $292 per year for a million dollars in coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Policy Genius has licensed agents who can help you find the best fit for your needs. When they make it this easy, there really is not an excuse not to do it. Save time, money, provide your family with financial safety net using Policy Genius. Head on over to policygenius.com slash Shapiro or click that link in the description. Get your free life insurance quotes. See how much you could save. That's policygenius.com slash Shapiro. Okay, so the next question is: what happens next? So apparently, Donald Trump is going to turn himself in. This has some ramifications, not only for Donald Trump's campaign, but also for the other campaigns, Ron DeSantis in particular. We'll get to that in a moment. First, he will be fingerprinted, he'll be photographed, he might even be handcuffed. Now, All of this for Trump's campaign, again, is a shot in the arm because the feeling that he has been viciously attacked for no reason other than they hate him is obviously going to boost him in the Republican primaries. Just politically speaking, that that is absolutely what it's going to do. Trump, for political reasons, is going to want pictures of himself being victimized by Alvin Bragg's ridiculous prosecution here. And barring some sort of extraordinary change in the sealed charges from what we have seen before, it is a ridiculous legal case. Trump will almost certainly be accompanied at every step of the process by armed agents of the U.S. Secret Service. They are required by law to protect him at all times. It's a weird, unprecedented situation. There'll probably be some accommodations made for him. Most defendants who are arrested on felony charges are handcuffed, but it's unclear whether there will be some sort of exception made for Trump, particularly because, again, he's going to turn himself in and negotiate. His lawyers have already said he's not going to resist any sort of extradition or anything like that. The, The legality of the case itself is incredibly weak. Even Trump's most vicious enemies, people like Eli Mistall over at The Nation. Even he says that this case is particularly weak. He suggests the odds the path to real justice, let alone prison time, runs through the Manhattan DA's office still seem very, very long. He points out that Michael Cohen, who's their key witness, initially lied to federal investigators. This makes him a not particularly good witness. The, The fact that the Southern District of New York has already looked at these charges and decided not to do anything. That the federal government looked at these charges and decided not to do anything. The fact that This is going to be a state of mind crime, really. How do you prove that Donald Trump paid off Stormy Daniels to keep quiet because of the election, as opposed to he he paid her to keep quiet because he just wanted to keep quiet? State of mind crimes are very difficult to prove. Intent crimes, particularly for Trump, are very, very difficult to prove. Again, Eli Mistal says so at The Nation, very hard to think of somebody who hates Trump more than Eli Mistal, unless it's maybe David French. David French over at The New York Times says exactly the same thing. He says, most likely prosecutors will rely on an allegation of violating federal campaign finance law, specifically the claim that the hush money payments to Daniels were illegal campaign contributions. But this isn't a simple case to make. The prosecution might claim that state campaign finance laws apply to Trump and his payments violated New York law. But remember, we're talking about a presidential election. A federal statute expressly states relevant campaign finance laws supersede any state law. That is a formidable barrier to prosecuting Trump under state campaign finance laws. There's no obvious path around it. The claim that Trump violated federal law isn't necessarily frivolous, but his defense is really simple, which, again, is that the hush money payment had nothing to do with the election and everything to do instead with his desire to keep the story quiet. So is this prosecution actually going to succeed? Here's the thing. Because everyone knows that the prosecution is so weak, if it does, people are going to feel it's one of the great miscarriages of justice in modern American history. If Donald Trump ends up being convicted on charges this flimsy just because it's happening in New York where everybody hates his guts, can you imagine the political consequences for the country if that goes forward right now? Now, remember, this is only the first trial that Trump has on, on the docket. There may be others coming up. There's still something like four, three other open cases against Trump. There, there's a special counsel, Jack Smith, on the federal level, who's currently investigating whether he interfered with the peaceful transfer of power on January 6th. He's also investigating Trump's handling of classified documents. Both of those cases are still open. Again, I think both of those probably amount to nothing. But there's a Fulton County dean named Fannie Willis, again, a Democrat, Who's attempting to prosecute Trump on the basis that he tried to overturn the 2020 election in Georgia. So this may only be the first case against Donald Trump, obviously. So now we get to the political fallout. So again, in the primaries, there is no question this boosts Donald Trump because every Republican in the world is going to swing behind Trump. They're going to say what is true, which is that he's being unfairly targeted. And Trump, the victim, does really well among Republicans because there is the feeling, a correct feeling. That if Trump were not a Republican, he would not be getting this treatment. That if Trump were not standing in the way of a bunch of other people that the left desperately hates, he would not be getting this sort of treatment. So Trump is definitely going to get a boost from this. And here's the thing. I think Democrats know this. Uh, You know, there's sort of an internal debate in conservative circles right now over whether Democrats are targeting Trump because they want to take him off the table for 2024 or whether they're targeting Trump because they actually want to elevate him in the primaries for 2024, knowing that if he wins the primaries. He will then lose the general election. This is the going theory in Democratic circles, the same theory they used in 2015, 2016. They could be totally wrong, by the way. They could elevate Trump and then Trump could win, which is their worst nightmare. But it is certainly plausible from their perspective that if they indict Trump and Trump is then elevated in the primaries, let's say he wins the primaries, does that win any independent voters in a general election? Who who voted against Donald Trump is now like, well, he was unfairly indicted. I'm going to vote for him this time very unlikely that you're going to swing a lot of voters in the sort of undecided category back toward Trump based on a, a flimsy indictment. Democrats seem to know this. I mean, it, like they're coming out of the woodwork this week, Democrats, basically saying that they are, they're hoping desperately for Donald Trump. Here's Joy Behar doing exactly that yesterday. I Santos just, is what they call a dweeb, <laughs> and, and Trump is the one who needs to get the nomination because then the Democrats will win. He's a he's a two-time loser already. Hello, but he also lost.
1: <laughs> loser.
0: Again, Democrats want Trump. George Conway, right, who's made his money for the past several years ripping on Donald Trump. He's actively encouraging DeSantis not to run this cycle. This is before the indictment came down. Quote, it makes no sense for DeSantis to run the cycle. To beat Trump, DeSantis would have to go hammer and tong in a one-on-one race against him. DeSantis is incapable of that. And no matter what, Trump would try to destroy the GOP. If it ever became clear, he wouldn't get the nomination. The smart play for DeSantis is to flee stoners by pretending to run and pocket the cash for 2028 20, when he'll still be only 49 years old. So George Conway encouraging there to be no rivals to Trump. Or how about the Lincoln Project, which is attacking DeSantis? And the left would love nothing. They make all their money off of Trump. I and mean, they they get their their base out because of Trump. And right now if you look at the polling data, what the polling data shows is that in a general election campaign, DeSantis is the candidate who scores most favorably with independents. Latest Quinnipiac poll has Trump up thir- has DeSantis up 13 points in the favorable f- favorability ratings. 43% favorable, 30% unfavorable. Got Trump net negative 27. 32% favorable, 59% unfavorable. So There is every reason to think that one reason Democrats may be very happy with this indictment is is specifically because it elevates Donald Trump, which brings up the question of how exactly is Ron DeSantis responding to this? Because we saw that Ron DeSantis sort of botched his first iteration of this particular question a couple of weeks ago when Trump suggested that he was going to be indicted and DeSantis said that while the indictment was unfair, he then, he then talked about paying hush money to porn stars and it looked as though he was taking kind of shots at Trump while the left was attacking him. Well, now DeSantis has a second bite of the apple and uh, he learned something for the first go-around. We'll get to that in just one second. First, let's talk about the fact that it's very difficult to get the fruits and vegetables that you need on a daily basis. So I've been traveling a lot. I was just in Rome. So you're, you're always on the go. And what that means is that it's very difficult to get the allotted amount of nutrients that you need. This is why I'm a huge fan of Balance of Nature. Balance of Nature fruits and veggies are the best way to make sure that you're getting essential nutritional ingredients every single day. Their capsules are packed with 100% whole food you can take at any time. Balance of Nature uses a cold vacuum process that preserves the natural phytonutrients in 16 whole fruits and 15 whole vegetables and encapsulates them for easy consumption. Balance of Nature sent a bunch of their product down to the studio for my team to try. They've all been taking them. I've been taking them as well because... Thank God. They're kosher. Go to balanceofnature.com. Use promo code Shapiro for 35% off your first order as a preferred customer. That's balanceofnature.com. Promo code Shapiro. Get 35% off your first preferred order. balanceofnature.com. Again, it's helping me stay healthier. It'll help you stay healthier too. Hard to get all those vegetables and fruits in. So use Balance of Nature as a supplement. Go to balanceofnature.com. Use promo code Shapiro for 35% off your first order as a preferred customer today. We'll get to more on this in just one second. First, We all know the first thing we do when we get home from work is change out of those work clothes and get into the comfortable loungewear. Well, luckily for me, I have Tommy John because as I slip into something more comfortable, my Tommy John loungewear set, I'm immediately enveloped in a cocoon of supreme softness and unparalleled comfort. Not only is their loungewear cozy enough to use as sleepwear, it's stylish enough to wear for a quick stroll to the park with my kids. And you won't look like you just rolled out of bed, even if you may have done just that. Tommy John uses luxuriously soft tri-blend fabrics with flexible four-way stretch. Plus, their fabric is non-pilling, meaning it doesn't leave behind lint balls or fuzz. And guys, you might be wondering how they can get any better. Good news. Their underwear, amazing. I mean, I've been using them for years, literally throughout all my other pairs of underwear. Incredibly durable. Their fabric moves with you. It's just great stuff. Plus, Tommy John's best pair you'll ever wear or its free guarantee protects your most valuable assets. So shop Tommy John. Get 20% off your first order right now at TommyJohn.com slash Ben. Save 20% for a limited time at TommyJohn.com slash Ben. That's TommyJohn.com slash Ben. See site for details. Okay, so Ron DeSantis is now responding to the indictment. He's doing so with alacrity and aggressiveness because again, last time this happened, he he wasn't fast enough off the off the mark. This time within an hour of the news coming down, he tweeted out, the weaponization of the legal system to advance a political agenda turns the rule of law on its head. It's un-American. The Soros-backed Manhattan district attorney has consistently bent the law to downgrade felonies and to excuse criminal misconduct. And now he's stretching the law to target a political opponent. Florida will not assist in an extradition request given the questionable circumstances at issue with this Soros-backed Manhattan prosecutor and his political agenda. So that doesn't mean that Ron DeSantis is going to like send people out to Mar-a-Lago and block federal arresting officers from from getting into Mar-a-Lago or that he even has the ability to do that. He's sort of limited in in what he can do here. Basically, the standard method for extradition. Now, again, all of this is kind of a moot point because the prediction is that Trump is going to go to New York and just turn himself in. He actually doesn't want to be seen being dragged out of Mar-a-Lago bodily. That's not a particularly good look. It, It makes him look weak. Instead, he's going to turn himself in New York, say I'm innocent and proclaim that this is all a witch hunt, which it is. Okay, But let's say that he were to take the radical path of attempting to avoid extradition. Well, the process of extradition, DeSantis has some say, but not total say. Under Article 4, Section 2 of the Constitution, states are supposed to extradite people who are guilty of crime or who have been accused of crimes in other states to the states where they are being accused. I and mean, it's just pure Article 4, Section 2. But there are certain procedures that, that DeSantis could theoretically use to slow the process. So for example, the standard message, me, the standard method for interstate extradition in Florida is basically the governor of New York would write to DeSantis, Kathy Hochul would write to DeSantis, with a form signed by Alvin Bragg, including a copy of the indictment. And then DeSantis would have to make sure the indictment is valid before ordering Trump's extradition from Florida. Now, making it make sure it's valid, that can be read in one of two ways. One is he just looks and sees that it's facially valid, like all the blanks are filled in properly. The other is that he actually reinvestigates the case and determines that the indictment isn't just a, a show trial or whatever. Now, he could theoretically do that, but in the end, that's going to be adjudicated by a judge, not by Ron DeSantis. He doesn't actually have the power to fully stop an extradition. He could theoretically delay the extradition. Theoretically, he could ask his legal affairs officer or a prosecutor to review the extradition demand and write a report on it. If the extradition demand were legal, he would have to sign it within another 60 days. But again, I don't think any of this is going to happen. I think it's a smart political move for DeSantis to say that he's going to do this without actually having to do it. Certainly, if he had not been fast off the mark again, Trump would have attacked him for that, and that would have been... Uh, A a smack against DeSantis that scored, because, again, one of the things that that Trump is trying to suggest is that DeSantis is insufficiently fighting the left, which is an absurd contention. But it is Trump's major line of attack against DeSantis in the 2024 race. So what is the effect of all this going to be? Well, again, again, for, for Trump in the primaries, it's great for Trump in the primaries. He is going to he's going to zoom in the polls because Republicans are going to rally around the Trump. There will be a rally around the now. Will that last long enough to get him all the way through the primaries? I mean, it's only March of 2023. So it's doubtful that that's going to last long enough to actually get him all the way through the primaries. But there's no question that at this point, he is certainly the very strong frontrunner in the presidential race. And as I say before, that may have played into the entire math that Democrats are doing here. See, I, I don't think that Democrats, when it comes to this stuff, are completely stupid. I think they're corrupt. I think what they're doing is wrong. But I think that they're smart enough to realize what they are doing. And as I say before, it's are they trying to take Trump off the table or are they very much trying to elevate Trump inside the Republican Party with exactly the same issue that will hurt him with independence in a general election? It seems to me it's probably the latter, could be the former. In in any case, they may get more than they bargained for here, because as it turns out, maybe Americans don't actually like when you trump up charges against a former president of the United States. Now, again, the precedent that's being set here is absolutely insane. And. I promise you there will be retaliation from the other side because we are no longer in an era where Democrats can break all the rules and then expect Marcus of Queensberry rules to apply for their opponents. Joe Biden will be indicted by someone. Somebody will come up with an indictment, a rationale for indictment, and they will indict him either while he's president or or after he's president. There will now be a significant push by Republicans in positions of power to go after political opponents using the methods of, of law. If Democrats are going to do this, some mutually assured destruction has to be created. And what Alvin Bragg is doing here is really, really dangerous stuff. Indicting a former president of the United States on charges that are not clear cut and open and shut is, is a wild, radical risk. I mean, he's going to have to prove a lot more than he's proved so far. If what we've heard so far is reflective of what the underlying case is going to be here, and he has just opened a Pandora's box that's going to be almost impossible to close. He's exacerbating the massive divide in American life that separates American from American. We all like to believe that there is a rule of law and that people aren't going to just be brought up on charges because they're members of the wrong party. That faith is fading really, really quickly. Honestly, if Joe Biden actually wanted to help the, achieve the unity that he preaches about so much, he would actually tell Alvin Bragg to cut this out. But very doubtful that Joe Biden is going to get involved at all, obviously. Okay, in just one second, speaking of the country coming apart, we are now seeing insurrections, new insurrections, not sixth, different kind of, the good kind of insurrections, according to the media. We'll get to that momentarily first. All this may keep you up at night, and politics is a rough business. and Things seem to be getting weirder and stranger and more dangerous. Well, I still need to get my sleep. And this is why I rely on bowl and brand sheets. I got to tell you, I was just down the road, didn't sleep all that great. One reason I did not have my bowl and brand sheets. Bowl and brand sheets are made from the finest 100% organic cotton threads on earth. They feel buttery to the touch. They're super breathable. They're perfect for both cooler and warmer months. Their signature hem sheets were made with threads so luxurious that four US presidents have slept in them. Bolland Branch sheets actually soften with every wash cycle. They're made without pesticides, formaldehyde, or other harsh chemicals. Best of all, Bolland Branch gives you a 30-night risk-free trial with free shipping and returns on all orders, but you're not going to want to return them. I'm not aware of anyone who who has. I Literally, I know lots of people who have Bolland Branch, I've never heard any of them talk about returning it. Get a better night's sleep with Bull and Branch starting now. You get early access to their spring sale. Use code Shapiro for 20% off today at bullandbranch.com. BullAndBranch, and Branch, B O L L A N D, branch.com. Promo code Shapiro. Exclusions apply. See site for details. There's a reason that in the Shapiro household, we literally took all of our other sheets and threw them out. Bull and Branch is the best on the planet. Bullandbranch.com. Promo code Shapiro. Okay. So, meanwhile, speaking of the country coming apart at the seams, in the aftermath of a trans man shooting up a bunch of Christian school children, the left has basically decided that the right is the problem. So just to get this absolutely straight, the left-wing narrative is that when a right wing, a purported right-wing insane person commits some act of, of violence, the entire right must answer for it. And also, when a a nutty left-wing transgender person shoots up a bunch of Christian school children, the right must also answer for. Amazing how the right must always answer for whatever is bad that happens in the world, almost as though the media is just basically a democratic outlet. Well, this has come out in, in two forms. Form number one is in the gun control arena and, and form number two is in the trans arena. So when it comes to gun control, the left has been promoting the idea that the right is intransigent on gun control and that's why kids are being shot. This materialized in the halls of Congress the other day when Jamal Bowman, Democrat of New York, got into it with Thomas Massey of Kentucky. Bowman looks like a, a crazed nut job here.
1: They're freaking cowards. They're gutless. They're not here. I'm talking about gun violence. You know, there's never been a school school that allows teachers to carry. Carry guns? More guns lead to more death. More guns lead to more death. death. Look at the data. You're not looking at any data. You're you're, you're carrying the water for the gun lobby. Look go at the, the data. More guns with more deaths. It states, states that have open There's carry laws have more it's death. States that have open carry laws have more death. are you listening to what I'm saying? That
0: that's What caused their children to die? And because children okay, the louder you yell the better your point is, according to Jamal Bowman. So this is the predicate. You have to understand that for the left the, the actual arguments don't matter. It's the, it's the loudness with which you make them that matters. And you're allowed to be as crazed as and loud and insane as you want to be. If, if, a, if a Republican protest in favor of Donald Trump on January 6th runs out of control and some people riot and trespass in the Capitol and get violent with folks, that's an insurrection that almost overthrew democracy. If, however, leftists storm the Tennessee Capitol demanding gun control, that's just people who are a little bit overly enthusiastic. In fact, you can't even say they're overly enthusiastic. They're just concerned about gun violence. that's what we learned yesterday when a bunch of leftists rushed into the Tennessee State Capitol building in Nashville. It's Thursday morning. About 400 people broke into the Capitol building. We have footage of them outside the Capitol building amassing themselves. And you can see them, large crowd. And they are trying to uh, bash through the doors. As you'll see, they actually did uh, get inside. And uh, in the next tape, you'll see them actually jostling with police officers on the inside of the building. There we go. You can see people getting physical with, with police officers. The police officers are trying to create some sort of a sort of physical barricade here, so that the various state legislators in Tennessee could be rushed to the bathroom for safekeeping. This, of course, is not insurrectionary or dangerous in any way. This is just people who are are peaceful and fun-loving, you know, doing the things that, that really matter. And then they actually got into the state capitol hall itself. They actually got into like the center of the capitol building, uh, where they proceeded to grab the microphone and yell at people. But this is all okay, guys. It's not a big deal at all. See, this is the rule. The rule is that when leftists trespass on state property illegally, then that is just because they are good, wonderful people. If right wingers do it, it's an insurrection that threatens the very core of our democracy. That's the way that this works. This goes, by the way, all the way back to 2011. You remember that uh, Wisconsin I saw teachers, union activists who, who broke into, like criminals, they, they broke into the Wisconsin Capitol building, occupied the Wisconsin Capitol building, took up all of the, all of the places around the Capitol, were screaming, shouting, doing damage. Remember all this, this is, by the way, at the same time the Democratic legislators in Wisconsin were fleeing the states who tried to deny a quorum So a pretty simple measure to, to break some union power in the state. This was okay. Right, this is the way that it works. When Democrats do it, it's fine. And that's always the rule. When Democrats do it, it's fine. Meanwhile, you have the entire media that has uh, that has rallied around the idea that Tennessee Republicans are to blame when a trans person shoots up a bunch of Christian school kids. Tennessee Republicans are to blame. So you have the Wall Street Journal with a piece titled "Tennessee Republicans Face Pressure After Nashville School Shooting." Well, it's the Republicans who are, who are facing pressure. Naturally, it's not. It's not Democrats. It's not people who promote a perverse ideology suggesting the boys can be girls. None of that. No, no, no. It's the Republicans, of course. Or perhaps it is uh, the New York Times saying after mass shootings, Republicans expand access to guns, right? Because, of course, the problem is the guns. It's not the problem of disturbed people and increasing number of disturbed people, as we talked about yesterday on the show. It's none of that. Now, the, the real problem is that there are too many guns and Republicans are complicit in that. Or perhaps Maggie Haberman over at the New York Times reporting DeSantis to visit gun store on book tour days after Nashville shooting. Dems call it beyond the pale. It's now beyond the pale for you to even in the remote proximity of guns because somebody got shot. That is, that is the way that, that all of this works, according to the left. So you're allowed to take over government buildings. You're allowed to do whatever you want. You're, you're on the left, after all. And Republicans are the ones who are truly to blame. Meanwhile, in in the, the second kind of line of, of narrative here is, is even more perverse than the gun control line of narrative. The gun control narrative is ridiculous in the sense that this person legally obtained the guns. I'm unaware what law would, would be passed that would have prevented this person from obtaining the guns. I'm perfectly fine with banning people who uh, suffer from gender dysphoria from purchasing weapons. That seems to me a pretty significant symptom of an underlying mental malaise that, is going, that could theoretically be a problem in terms of owning firearms. But I don't think the left believes the same thing. But that takes us to our second narrative. The second narrative is that the true victims— The real reason this happened, the real reason a trans man shot up a bunch of Christian school kids is because right-wingers are intolerant bigots. And so the real victim here is not the Christian school kids who got murdered. Those are not the Christian school teachers who got murdered, the administrators. None of those people are the real victims. The real victim is the shooter and people like the shooter. That is it. That is the narrative the media are drawing today. And it is just it's vile. I mean, I'm not sure that I've ever seen the media turn this much in favor of sympathetic stories about about a shooter this quickly. And you've seen it before. I mean, you saw Rolling Stone featured the Boston Bomber at one point on their cover, but it's it's pretty rare. They don't do it all that often. And so, now you have the um now you have the media rushing out to declare solidarity with the trans community and the and the administration by the way. So, Karine Jean-Pierre in what is the clip of the day? Karine Jean-Pierre from the White House press secretary podium. She says, "The real, you know, we have to be careful. We have to be real careful. A bunch of school kids got shot in um, in a Christian school. You know who's under attack? The trans community," says Corinne Jean Pierre.
1: And one of the things that we saw during the midterm elections is that people don't want their freedoms to be taken. They want us to fight for their freedoms. And so it is shameful. It is disturbing. And uh, our hearts go out to uh, the, those the trans community as they are under attack right now.
0: Uh, I, I, you know, there's some other people who are literally under attack. Actually, they're dead. The people who were shot by a member of the trans community; those people are dead. It would be amazing if this administration could muster even one smidgen of the sympathy that they have for the supposed trans people who are under vast assault, for the people who actually are dead, including children. That 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 might be nice. Like these these, these are supposed to be the the apex sympathy creatures, and yet they can't seem to muster any sympathy at all. I remember Joe Biden out there suggesting that this shouldn't be investigated as a hate crime because after all, Josh Holly says it should be investigated as a hate crime or Joe Biden opening up his presser about this particular shooting by joking about eating ice cream. Weird how the sympathy just dries up immediately when the shooter happens to be somebody who has ideological kinship with a lot of left-wing causes. That's an amazing clip. Karine Jean-Pierre, I mean, literally a trans person shot a bunch of kids at a, at a Christian school for what appear to be ideologically motivated reasons. And the immediate response of the entire media is, well, obviously the real victims are trans people. In fact, Joe Biden put out a statement on Thursday morning, just a couple of days after again, a trans man shot up a bunch of school kids saying, it's for the transgender day of visibility, quote, transgender Americans shape our nation's soul, proudly serving the military, curing deadly diseases, holding elected office, running thriving businesses, Today, too many transgender Americans are still denied rights and freedoms. A wave of discriminatory state laws is targeting trans youth, terrifying families, hurting kids who are not hurting anyone. I can think of some kids who uh, were murdered and were not hurting anyone. But that doesn't fit your narrative, does it? And again, this ties more broadly into that same exact symptom that we saw with regard to gun control activists taking over buildings. If trans activists take over buildings, that's also okay. So in Kentucky, there was a vote on banning Transgender mutilation of children. And the governor had vetoed it, and then the Kentucky legislature the Kentucky legislature passed it over the veto. Well, trans activists took over the Kentucky Capitol and they trespassed a bunch of them were arrested. But this was considered not only fine but good by the media. Here's some of the footage of trans activists at the Kentucky Capitol Say. 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 Oh, that And that. That, that is a dude wearing trans colors Say. Say. and giant horns. And uh, looking for all the world, sort of like QAnon shaman, but as a hero, a hero, because after all, trans, the trans activists in Kentucky then performed a die in a die in is where you lie on the ground. You pretend that you're dead. Uh, You want to talk about folks who are absolutely shameless. This would be it. After kids are killed by a trans person for what appear to be political reasons, you are going to do a die in as though you are under the threat of death from a legislature that just says that you're not allowed to mutilate children. Amazing stuff. The media, of course, buy into this. Benjamin Ryan, who again is the same NBC News pseudo journalist, and this is the person who's had a um, a raging desire, shall we say, to go after the Daily Wire because of our because of our conservatism. He, he tried to blame the Daily Wire again for this Nashville shooting, saying, "quote Nashville is home to the Daily Wire, where Ben Shapiro and Matt Walsh have led an ideological war against trans people. Ideological war against trans people? No, ideological war." against a perverse radical gender ideology that says boys can be girls and that kids must be taught this. Their colleague, Michael Moles, called for transgenderism to be eradicated. This is the larger social context in which the Nashville shooting occurred. Oh, well, you know, the, I guess the threat is. So the threat always was with, with trans people. The threat we were told is that if you don't give them what they want, they will commit suicide. If you, if you don't give them what they want, then they'll kill themselves. You have to just pretend that they're members of the opposite sex. Now, I guess the threat has expanded such that if you don't give them what they want, they will commit homicide. And so, therefore, you have to actually just give them what they want. The Washington Post is doing the same exact routine, by the way. And the Washington Post put out a headline stating Nashville shooting exploited by right to escalate anti trans rhetoric." Ah, the pouncing. The pouncing has happened. Quote, the attempts on the right to connect violence to transgender people come, even though transgender people are rarely the perpetrators of mass shootings, which are overwhelmingly carried out by cisgender men, according to criminal justice experts. Um, there is a thing called per capita. I'm going to do a per capita examination. There have been four mass shootings carried out by people who are gender non-binary or trans in the last couple of years alone, and there are very few gender non-binary or trans people per capita might be something worth exploring. What also might be worth exploring is whether you, in fact, are participating in the radicalizing of individuals by claiming that they are under genocidal threat when people simply say that boys are boys and girls are girls. This sort of media narrative was also put forward by MSNBC. So Charlotte Clymer, who is a man who believes that he is a woman, uh, was was speaking on MSNBC. What matters here is not just what Charlotte Clymer is saying. What matters here is the is the Chiron transgender Americans under siege, not Christian school kids who are dead. Transgender Americans under siege. But Charlotte Clymer has some words about God and, and such.
1: Children are only unsafe at drag shows when a shooter shows up to kill them. That's right. That's where the threat is. I would challenge anyone just to get to know trans people. We are a vibrant, diverse community as diverse as anyone else. I'm from the great state of Texas. I served in the military. I go to it's church. Transgender shooting suspects sparked
0: outrage on the right. Is that Kyron?
1: God made me in her image. God made, God me, made me transgender. In and to see these people so cynically weaponize this and exploit these children's debts and their teachers' debts, it breaks my heart. I wonder what those families are thinking right now.
0: Wait, I'm, my guess is that what some of those families are probably thinking is it's really screwed up that people like Charlotte Klein are going on national TV and defending an agenda to—, to push lies about gender to small children in order to, what, make some sort of excuse for what happened in Nashville? This is a very dangerous game. But of course, the media are, are fully perpetuating this game because they agree with the agenda. Agenda uber alice for the media. Everything has to be fit into the narrative. And that narrative is increasingly centra- centered on the idea that children must be, they should be subjected to the idea of radical gender ideology, and anyone who stands in the way of that is perpetuating both suicide and now apparently homicide. we we'll got get to more on this in just one second. First, let's talk about the fact that everyone who is responsible, who has dependents, needs life insurance. It's just that simple. A good life insurance plan gives you peace of mind. If something, God forbid, happens to you, your family will have a safety net to cover mortgage payments, college costs, or other expenses. And, you know, having life insurance through your work, it may not cut it because... Frankly, if you leave your job, it doesn't follow you. You might not be able to get enough through your job. Policy Genius makes it easy to compare life insurance quotes from top companies and find your lowest price. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just twenty-five bucks per month for a million dollars in coverage. Some options offer coverage in as little as a week and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Policy Genius's licensed agents work for you, not the insurance companies. That means they don't have an incentive to recommend one insurer over another, so you can trust their guidance. There are no added fees. Your personal information remains private. Your loved ones deserve a financial safety net, and you deserve a smarter way to find and buy it. Head over to policygenius.com slash Shapiro or click the link in the description. Get your free life insurance quotes. See how much you could save. That's policygenius.com slash Shapiro. Again, policygenius.com slash Shapiro. Every person who is responsible should have a life insurance policy. Be responsible. Go to policygenius.com slash Shapiro. Also, folks, not many things can get me excited to visit the sad wreckage of what has become present-day New York City. But... I got to chat with my old friend, Megan Kelly, and that was certainly exciting and fun. We just filmed the latest episode for season two of my show, The Search, available to stream right now. It was fantastic to catch up with Megan. We talked about fame, making friends, and of course, the culture wars. Here's a sneak peek of our conversation. When you first get married and your spouse is, is sick, you're like, oh my God, I'll take care of you. This is so, I feel so bad for you. Now, when you have kids and obligations, they're like, why do you get to be sick?
1: I need your wife here right now because every woman out there knows that that the man flu is way, way worse than the woman flu ever is. In fact, there's no accident I did not get the flu because the guys get all the illnesses and the mothers are not allowed. We have to build up our immunities before we get married and have children. Otherwise, the whole family collapses. <laughs>
0: To watch this episode and all the episodes of The Search is One particularly fun, including our latest episode with comedian Russell Brand. Become a Daily Wire Plus member today. Get instant access to the entire Daily Wire Plus library of shows, movies, documentaries, upcoming kids content, and more. Just head on over to dailywireplus.com and get started today. Okay, meanwhile, the, the propagandistic crusade on behalf of the transgender agenda continues apace. It is amazing, again, to see what sort of behavior is excused as okay, considering that it's coming from the sort of trans community and which behavior is, is considered not okay. So, for example, you're allowed to basically imply violence as much as you want, so long as you're a member of the victimized community. Here is a trans activist gushing over a book in which J.K. Rowling dies and saying, well, I wish it had only been more gruesome. And people like J.K. Rowling need to stop because my people are dying because of her. She is killing us. Oh, but there's one more good thing about this book: J.K. Rowling f- dies. Yeah, Gretchen had the
1: nerve to kill off the Queen of the Turfs, and it is glorious. I only wish that scene could have been
0: even more brutal. That seems like an angry and unpleasant man, right there. Meanwhile, our our nation's biggest corporations have decided to weigh in in favor of this wild left-wing propagandistic effort. So, Kate Spade New York has a brand new spokesperson. Wait for it, wait for it. It's Dylan Mulvaney. Yeah, you excited? And it's exciting. A person who has been a woman for zero days but claims to have been a woman for one year is now getting mainstream fashion contracts to promote purses and dresses and such. Here is a parody of a woman pretending to be a a woman so that actual women will buy products that don't look all that great on a man who pretends to be a woman.
1: It all started with the first day of spring. I am at Kate Spade, New York to find the perfect spring outfit, let's go. Kate Spade, New York is a staple in my wardrobe and I think I absolutely need to have this as my spring bag. The mini bags are in, they're in, let's go. You know I love pink and I think the bag will go great with this. Let's try her on. Let's not. You can always use another pair of heels, right? Here's the full fit check. Oh. I love a puppy sleeve. And I added some jewelry because more is always more. And honestly, I think I'm going to wear this out of the store. So happy spring. I love you. I love you, Kate Spade.
0: New York. Hey, you remember that line, as good as it gets, where Jack Nicholson says that the way that he writes women is he just writes a man without reason or accountability. Remember that time? And how is a joke then? That's literally how half of the American population now defines the word woman. The Word woman is now a man without reason or accountability. That's like man plus crazy equals woman. Now, that's 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 how far we have. to. But, but again, it's a political cause. And in pursuit of that political cause, all is justified invading state capital buildings, violence, threats of violence, all of it, all of it. And again, the implicit threat is if you don't go along with this, then bad things are going to happen. Bad things are going to happen, guys. Well, speaking of bad things happening. Russia has now arrested a Wall Street Journal reporter on spying charges. According to the Associated Press, Russia's security service arrested an American reporter for the Wall Street Journal on espionage charges. That's the first time a U.S. correspondent has been detained on spying accusations since the Cold War. The Wall Street Journal, for its part, denied the allegations and demanded his release. His name is Evan Gershkovich. He was 31 and detained in Russia's fourth largest city. Known by the acronym F- FSB, the service, a domestic security agency and main successor to the KGB, they are alleging that this reporter, quote, was acting on instructions from the American side to collect information about the activities of one of the enterprises of the Russian military industrial complex that constitutes a state secret. The Wall Street Journal vehemently denies those allegations. They say they stand in solidarity with Evan and his family. Totally unclear what the Biden administration plans to do about this. They said that they'd spoken with both the Journal and Gershkovich's family. White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre, she condemned the arrest in the strongest terms and urged Americans to heed government warnings not to travel to Russia. So, great. I mean, apparently that that's going to be enough, as we'll use a few strongly worded letters to get back our citizens. Jean-Pierre said, we've been very clear about Americans not going to Russia. It is not safe. Well, I mean, how, do, how are journalists supposed to cover things precisely? Anthony Blinken, the secretary of state, he said in the strongest possible terms, we condemn the Kremlin's continued attempts to intimidate, repress and punish journalists and civil society voices. Now, again, the the Russians are saying that that Gershkovich was Gershkovich was um, looking at at state secrets and that he was he's currently now being held in custody until May 29th. At this point, this would be the second high profile American who's being held presumably over the conflict with the United States by proxy. Over in Ukraine, the first was uh, was Brittany Griner, whom we traded for Victor Bout, the arms trafficker in one of the worst WNBA deals in WNBA history. Also, the only WNBA deal anyone's ever paid attention to at all. Um, But nonetheless, is is there an actual plan to get Gershevich back? Absolutely unclear at this point. Representative Jared Moskowitz, Democrat of Florida, he says, don't don't worry. Biden is going to be strong. He'll show that that he won't be toyed with.
1: Uh And you said kidnapping an American. I, I assume you believe that Russia should release him immediately.
0: Immediately. Uh, I mean, you know, you know, the problem is, is that, you know, they're now going to use him as leverage. And so it's not going to be that simple, unfortunately. But obviously, you know, this is not the game that Putin should be playing. Uh, I have uh, I think Joe Biden has shown that he's not someone who's going to be toyed with when it comes to these sort of things. And so, yes, uh, for his family's sake, uh, he should be uh, released uh, immediately. Um, I I sort of beg to differ. Actually, Joe Biden has shown that he is a person to be toyed with when it comes to taking American citizens hostage so that Russia can get say, you know, the world's most notorious arms dealer traded for a female basketball player who was once famous for having once dunked a basketball. Yes, I'm, I'm sure Russia is very, very intimidated at this point. Well, meanwhile, you hear me talk about being prepared for whatever life throws at you a lot on this show. And there, there are a lot of weird things happening in the world. Supply chain breakdowns, conflict in the Middle East, conflict in, in Ukraine. All of that stuff has an impact on sort of the way we live our daily lives. When those supply chains break down, you can't get the medicines that you need. Many of you take some kind of medication every day, or if you don't, you probably know somebody who does. Maybe you have a parent or grandparent who's on cholesterol medication or medication for diabetes, heart health, mental health, blood pressure. What would happen if you or your loved ones missed a day of medication or missed a week? This is why you have to have a supply of these medications available at your house. If you or someone you love takes any daily medication, you need to check out jacemedical.com slash daily. Check and see if the medication you need is one of the dozens of medications Jace can provide in your own one-year backup supply. In addition to the regular supply you get from your pharmacy, you'll have up to 365 days worth of emergency storage of your daily medication. It's called Jace Daily. It'll be available to the public in just a matter of weeks. So Great thing to check out. Go check it out right now. Go to jacemedical.com slash daily today to get on the wait list. That's jacemedical.com slash daily. J-A-S-E medical.com slash daily. Meanwhile, as as we look at the Biden administration suggests that it has all the strength and wherewithal to face down Vladimir Putin, we are now learning exactly what America's enemies think of Democrats, especially former Democrats. According to the Wall Street Journal, TikTok, which, of course, is a Chinese front group, They've now enlisted three heavyweights from American politics and business to advise it behind the scenes as the social media app tries to convince U.S. authorities it isn't beholden to the Chinese government. Now, you might think, well, I, I wonder which politicians or former politicians they're going to choose. Will they be right-wing or will they be left-wing? Hmm, let's think, super hard. Oh yeah, no, no, they're all left-wing. David Ploof and Jim Messina, veterans of Barack Obama's presidential campaign and Zinia Muka. The former longtime communications chief of Walt Disney Company are now advising TikTok in their fight against efforts to ban it in the United States, according to people familiar with the roles. You mean Disney, which has done business with China, like in exactly the area where, uh, where they are imprisoning Uyghur Muslims? And you mean David Blouf and Jim Messina, Obama people? Weird that they, would, that they would call upon top-level Democrats in order to try to lobby. Strange. If they saw the Democrats as, as true opponents, why are they going solely to Democrats to try and get other Democrats to do what they want them to do? That's so, that's so odd. It's so strange. You know, speaking of which, Democrats on the Hill are the ones who are really pushing something called the Restrict Act. There are a couple of different versions of a bill that would ban TikTok in the United States. The more ridiculous version is the so-called Restrict Act. According to Reason.com, the Restrict Act carries the possibility that it would actually criminalize people using a VPN to access stuff that has been banned. According to Senator Josh Hawley, He introduced one TikTok ban back in January. His bill would direct the president to use the International Emergency Economic Powers Act to block and prohibit all transactions and to prevent commercial operation of TikTok's parent company in the United States. But this new act, the Restrict Act, doesn't specifically mention TikTok or ByteDance. Instead, it grants the U.S. Secretary of Commerce broad power to, quote, identify, deter, disrupt, prevent, prohibit, investigate, or otherwise mitigate any risk arising from any covered transaction by any person or, respect, or with respect to any property that the secretary determines to pose, quote, an undue or unacceptable risk in different areas. So that seems really, really broad. Like, what, what exactly are they trying to apply this to? It's, it's certainly confusing. It also seems like it could theoretically be read to imply that a person using a VPN to access an app controlled by a foreign adversary might be subject to criminal penalty. So leave it to Congress to to screw this thing up. Rand Paul, a senator from Kentucky, he says this act violates the First Amendment.
1: There are two main reasons why we might not want to do this. The one would be the First Amendment to the Constitution. Speech is protected whether you like it or not. The second reason would be is that the Constitution actually prohibits bills of attainder. You're not allowed to have a specific bill against a person or a company. So this fails on two egregious points Pretty obvious points, and I think we ought to think about that. I think we should beware of those who peddle fear. I think we should beware of those who use fear to coax Americans to relinquish our liberties, to regulate and limit our First Amendment rights. Every accusation of data gathering that's been attributed to TikTok could also be attributed to domestic big tech companies.
0: Well, I mean, he's right about that, except for the fact that TikTok is, of course, a Chinese front group, but. With that said, you got to draw these bills very, very, very narrowly. It doesn't look like the restrict act is drawn nearly as narrowly as it ought to be Okay, time for some things I like and then some things that I hate. So things that I like, this is kind of a hilarious story. So there's a person named Ar- Avi Silverberg. He's the head coach for Team at Canada Powerlifting since 2012. He's competed three times in the world bench press. He won a bronze medal in 2010, and apparently he shattered the women's bench press record by mocking the Canadian Powerlifting Union's rules that permit biological men to compete as females. So it would be mocking it, except for the fact that the current record is held by a transgender woman, meaning a man. The last record was set by transgender powerlifter Anne Andrus, who's recognized as a female on the Open Powerlifting ranking site. Andrus said, why is women's bench so bad? I mean, not compared to me. We all know I'm a tranny freak, so that doesn't count. I mean, standard bench and powerlifting competition is for women. I literally don't understand why it's so bad. Well, I mean, maybe it's because men have completely different body construction. Maybe it's because of that and lots more testosterone, different muscle composition. Silverberg bench pressed 501 pounds back in 2016 under raw rules that required an approved weight belt, approved singlet, approved wrist wraps and chalk. But apparently this, uh, he's allowed to use even more stuff here. So he said, I am a woman. And then he came in and he broke the, the record left by the last transgender weightlifter, which is, hysterically funny. I mean, like, good. No different from when our friend Zuby decided that he was going to become a woman for a day and break every single record at the local gym that had been set by a woman. These are the wages of the stupidity that we have now embraced. Other things that I like. So my friend, Chaya Rechik, lives of TikTok. Uh, She has been unjustly accused by fools like Alexander Ocasio-Cortez, facilitating violence against, for example, Boston Children's Hospital for pointing out that Boston Children's Hospital literally told her on the phone that they were performing trans surgeries on minors. And so she confronted, she went to, she tried to file an ethics complaint against AOC and tried to confront her on it. Uh, She went to her office, AOC had kind of run away from there. And then she actually ended up meeting her. And here's how that went.
1: I attempted to ask AOC why she lied about me in a committee hearing. She cowered away, she refused to talk to me, so I'm back here today, one week later, and I'm going to deliver her an ethics complaint that I filed for lying about an American citizen in a committee hearing, uh, together with uh, Mike from the Heritage Foundation Oversight. Um, He helped me file this ethics complaint, so we filed that, and if you can give it to AOC, I would really appreciate it. Thank you. And tell her to stop lying about American citizens. Right. Okay. okay. Thank you. I just dropped off an ethics complaint at AOC's office and unfortunately she wasn't there. So we laughed and then I was walking through the Capitol and guess who I bumped into? AOC herself. I just delivered an ethics complaint to your office because uh-huh. you lied about me in the here. Oh, yeah. No, so I actually did I never you're inspired actually, you're I was actually awesome super, awesome super transphobic now. and I never want to share space with you. Thank
0: you. You're super transphobic. <laughs> Big hand motions. Let's do this thing. Again, Chai is is a very pleasant person. And is like, I I delivered an ethics complaint to you. And she's like, oh, well, you're transphobic. Bye, I will catch you laters. Out for AOC. Well, you know, you shouldn't lie about people. It's just a bad, bad thing to do, AOC. And so uh, you deserve whatever is the effect of that ethics complaint. Okay, time for a couple of things that I hate. So the uh, the trans insanity has now gone international. Uh, It has made its way over to to various foreign lands. 60 Minutes, apparently, is now featuring, this is 60 Minutes Australia, is now featuring parents who have decided to completely botch what it means to be a parent by not raising their children with regard to gender. So they are now raising them as what they call babies, which is a great way of ensuring confusion and mental unhealth among your kids. Uh, Great parenting, guys. And this is Munchausen syndrome by proxy, or at the very least, treating your kids like you would a purse. It makes you famous, and you get on TV because of it. It's really, really unpleasant and horrifying. Here we go. We
1: didn't assign a gender
0: at birth. You're a terrible person. i
1: letting this little person
0: be who they want to be.
1: It is an experiment. What they're doing is unprecedented.
0: And idiotic. Bums and cruel. You
1: can't tell what your gender is by looking at your body. What are some of the biggest challenges? Strangers in the street have had quite a strong response. Why are you so obsessed? Why do you
0: need to know? We're not trying to eliminate gender. It's really helping kids
1: find their own path to it.
0: Oh, so, so giving them no guidance whatsoever, giving them no rules and no restrictions and, and no, actual, no actual civilizing influences, it'll be great. It'll work out fantastic. Yeah, this is a, this is a great way to completely screw up your kids emotionally and mentally. And uh, there will be no long-term studies done on these kids for another 15, 20 years. And I guarantee you 100% certainty. Put it on the record right now. The kids who are raised this way will end up a lot more screwed up than the comparison group, because they always do. Because that, in fact, is the goal. It's about the parents feeling good about themselves, so they can get on sixty minutes. You wouldn't be on sixty minutes if you were just raising your kid who is a boy as a boy. You only get on sixty minutes if you do something stupid, like say I'm going to raise my kid genderless. It's, it's so, it's so vile. But unfortunately, it's not restricted to uh, Australia. In the Netherlands, they've gone even further. This is an, apparently this is an actual thing that is happening on the TVs in the Netherlands. There's a show in which a bunch of adults ungarb in front of children to demonstrate what a trans body looks like. says, today our guests are transgenders. These are a bunch of people getting naked. And yes, that feeling can simply be a feeling, but you can also do something about it. For example, I had surgery. The girl says, at first you think, huh? But later you realize it's actually pretty normal. It's actually really normal, says another kid. Yeah. It's not just male and female. There's an entire spectrum of genders besides male and female. It's not... How did you feel after you had surgery? He asks this uh, very disturbed person. Do you know the word euphoric? No, says the kid. Euphoric means really happy. Extremely happy. I woke up. I knew that my breasts were gone. That I looked like I had always wanted it to look. It finally matched the way I feel inside. And that made me feel ecstatic. So it feels a bit like flying. Yes, you simply feel intense happiness. I want that too," says the kid. So uh, indoctrinating kids in life-ending insanity. That's uh, great. Slow clap for our, for our Western civilization. We are uh, the the same civilization that brought you Bach, Beethoven, Brahms, the Sistine Chapel, Augustine, great works of of Western literature, the Enlightenment and capitalism is now bringing you, let's teach small children that men can be women and get adults naked in front of them in order to make that happen. Uh, these, these folks are a lot. don't worry, they're not coming for the kids. It's all, it's all just, it's, what, what's the effect, guys? Why are you so mad? Why are you so upset? After all, this is all, this is all just open-mindedness. This isn't damaging kids at all. All right, guys, the rest of the show is continuing right now. You're not going to want to miss it. We'll be getting into the mailbag. But to have your question answered, you have to be a member. So become a member. Use code Shapiro at checkout for two months free in all annual plans. Click that link in the description and join us. We'll get to more on this in just one second. First, Pure Talk believes in American values and that free...